Happy Friday, everyone. Welcome back to the Get Stoked Podcast. My name is Austin Stokel, and I'm your host. This upcoming weekend, which is the AFC and NFC Championships, are going to be crazy. It is going to be the most exciting weekend before the Super Bowl Sunday, but I'd argue last weekend was pretty exciting as well. Plus, we have some big matchups in college and NBA. We will discuss those as well. I'll give you some of my picks on those games and some big breaking news discussions that are going around in the NFL uh, this past week. I'd like to dive into those as well. And that is all that's coming up. Happy Friday. I hope everyone is ready for this weekend as we have a lot of exciting action to take in and digest and then come back when the weekend's over. We're going to start things off with the AFC Championship. Kansas City hosting Cincinnati at Arrowhead Stadium in Kansas City. That game will be at 3 o'clock on CBS on Sunday. I'm excited for this game. I really am. And Kansas City is coming out as a seven-point favorite. Joe Burrow, the second-year starting quarterback for the Bengals, facing against basically the juggernaut of the AFC, the Kansas City Chiefs. And I cannot tell you, this is a matchup that I was not expecting whatsoever. This, This matchup tells me how far the Bengals have come from when they first started with Joe Burrow when they drafted him. And it also tells me that Kansas City's not afraid to go back-to-back, and that's that's the goal. Kansas City will be going for their third Super Bowl appearance in five years, while the Bengals are trying to go for their first in over 30 years. That, to me, is crazy. My goodness. So like I said, Kansas City is coming out as a seven-point favorite, Patrick Mahomes has just under 5,000 yards, 37 touchdowns, and these stats, if you're looking at them on paper, is mind-blowing on both sides of the ball, whether it's Cincinnati or Kansas City, and with this matchup, I expect this to be both quarterbacks just hot hands, throwing touchdowns, throwing to their best receivers all day long, and I hope the Bengals offense does not give up nine sacks against Joe Burrow. I hope they can give up maybe maybe less than five. That That's what I'll say. Less than five sacks for the Bengals offense. And I'm going to give you my predictions right now. I think the Chiefs are going to win a close one. This is going to be – It's gonna, I think this is going to be a little high scoring. 42 to 35 Beng, – or not Bengals, Chiefs. 42-35 Chiefs, but I believe that the Bengals have the capability of upsetting the Chiefs at home, almost like the Bills did last week, and I really wanted the Bills to win to fulfill that uh, pick that I had. No, I take that back. I had the Chiefs win last week, but it would have been really cool to see 
the Bills win and finally overcome the hump that is Kansas City. But I'm sticking with my score prediction, 42-35, Kansas City, where they will meet the Los Angeles Rams in the Super Bowl. I'm calling it right now. Los Angeles is winning the game against San Francisco, but I will talk about that in a second. There is some controversy around the Kansas City Chiefs, which is Patrick Mahomes' younger brother and fiance, uh, where a lot of younger people will know uh, Patrick Mahomes' younger brother is famous for making some TikToks on social media, and he made a TikTok when they're facing Denver over the number of a player on Denver's roster. I can't remember his name off the top of my head, but he had passed away before the game, and he was doing a TikTok over the number, the number that was blocked off, and a lot of people got mad at him. And I understandably agree with those people that got mad at him. But I hope all this controversy does not affect Patrick Mahomes because he has nothing to do with this whatsoever. It's everyone around him acting a little more than entitled, if you ask me, which I do not think is okay. I don't like how they're bringing attention to themselves just because they're related to Patrick Mahomes and the success that he is having. So Patrick Mahomes has nothing to do with this. He's just there to play some football, try to win another Super Bowl for the Chiefs, for Andy Reid, and I understand that. I I agree that Patrick Mahomes is not he's not getting affected by all of this, which good for him. It sucks how he has to get dragged into it because of his success. But that's all I'll talk about that. So again, 42-35 Kansas City, and I hope the controversy does not affect Patrick Mahomes, which I know a lot of people are saying, oh, Cincinnati should win because of it. That's their pick, and that's all I'll say about it. Moving on now to the next game, 6.30 p.m. on Fox is the NFC Championship, the game that we somehow did not want, but we're going to have anyways. The San Francisco 49ers are traveling to Los Angeles, where they host, or they face, excuse me, the Rams at SoFi Stadium. And if the Rams win, they will be the second team to play on their home field for the Super Bowl. Tampa Bay did it last year. And I love how Matt Stafford is just excelling with the Rams. And that just shows to me that Detroit was never the problem. I said that in in the past Tuesday's episode, and I'm saying it now. Matt Stafford was never the problem. He really is not. He has to have the talent around him to succeed and he's finally succeeding after more than 12 years in the league. I'm I'm so happy for him. I hope the Rams win. And I, I've been telling all my friends this. If the Rams win, if Matt Stafford wins the Super Bowl, Detroit wins. Even though it's not really true, but a lot of a lot of Detroit fans are they're gonna they're gonna want to believe it's true. That oh Detroit's Detroit's winning this one because Los Angeles won. Well, I mean, that's your provocative, so good for you. But I'm taking the Rams in this matchup. Matt Stafford is the better quarterback over Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, Los Angeles has better talent. Cooper Cup, Odell Beckham Jr., and a numerous amount of players on that roster. Defense is better. You have a loaded defense where you have Aaron Donald, Von Miller, Jalen Ramsey, just to name the biggest names. 
And I think the Rams could go all the way. I really do. I've been saying this ever since they picked up Odell Beckham Jr. And I would love to see the Rams just beat the brakes off of the 49ers. But given the fact that the 49ers have played the Rams twice before and beat them twice before, that's going to tell me that it's just that much harder for the 49ers to beat them a third time. Has it happened? Absolutely. Will it happen? I don't think so. And the Rams are only a three and a half point favorite against the 49ers, which Vegas knows something. But do they really? I think that's just what they're predicting. But all jokes aside, my pick for this game is going to be a closer game like the game before. And, you know, this one's going to be a little harder for me. I think it's going to be. I'm going to take that back. It's not going to be a little higher scoring. It's going to be a little lower scoring. I'd say this is at tops, 35-31 Rams. But if it's lower scoring, I'm going to have to go with 21-17 Rams. I'm going the Rams with both. Those are my two picks because it's hard to decide for me which game, which score I should choose. So I'm going to just do both. Rams are three and a half, but I think they'll win by at least four. And I hope they do. I hope Matt Stafford wins his first NFC championship. I hope he goes on to the Super Bowl. I had Cooper Cooper Cup in fantasy later in the year. I hope he just balls out. I hope Beckham balls out. And I hope the Rams win. I really do. Go Rams. Uh, Go Lions for Matt Stafford. A lot of Detroit fans will be rooting for you. No one wants to see the 49ers win. They... They shouldn't have beat the Packers last weekend, but they did. And let's go Rams. Uh, that's that's all I'll say about that. And that is the NFL scorecard for this upcoming weekend. Up next, I have some N- NBA matchups and then NCAA matchups. And then at the end, we'll take those breaking news topics right after a short, quick break right after this. Up now with the NBA scorecard. Uh, This is for Friday, but I'm going to focus mostly on Saturday and Sunday. So kicking off with Saturday, we have starting at the top, which is not in uh, timely order, unfortunately, which is the biggest game of of the weekend. I'd have to say is Brooklyn is traveling to San Francisco to face off against the Warriors. James Harden, Kevin Durant against Steph Curry and Clay Thompson. Ooh, this is going to be a really good matchup. The Nets are 29 and 19, while the Warriors are 36 and 13. I have to go with the Warriors. Uh, being from being born in the San Francisco area, I have I have to go with the the hometown team, which is going to be the Warriors. I'm going to say 115 to 98 Warriors. Steph Curry, he's averaging about 25.8 points per game, 5.4 rebounds, and 6.2 assists. I think he's gonna have he's gonna have to go off if he's gonna have to fit, to beat Brooklyn. Kevin Durant's not playing in this game. It's just James Harden, and I believe Kyrie is also playing. I could be wrong on that. I hope he is. He's he's been playing a lot of away games because in New York he's he's not gonna be able to play because he's unvaccinated, and that's all I'll say about that. But I'm going with the Warriors on this home win. Clay Thompson's gonna go off. The Splash Brothers. Both Thompson and the Warriors are both, uh, excuse me, Curry are going to go off on the Warriors. Hopefully Draymond Green comes back. I know he's been out for the last couple of games. 
But again, the Warriors are dominant at home. They're only they're 23 and 4 at home while the Nets are 17 and 6 away. I really like these odds in favor of the Warriors. I hope they're they win. They're one of the best teams in the NBA outside of Brooklyn, Phoenix, uh, Chicago, Philadelphia, Milwaukee. And Warriors are getting the dub on this one. They're the dubs for the reason. It's dub nation. So go Warriors on this game. And then on 7 o'clock p.m., again, these are not in a timely order. We have the Celtics traveling to New Orleans where the Celtics are trying to capitalize off of a win last couple days ago. Jason Tatum, 26 points a game. My goodness, he is just a walking scoreboard for the Celtics. He has been ever since he got drafted by them. And I'd have to pick the Celtics on the road. Uh, the the Pelicans don't really have a whole lot of backbone to them. And they're, they're struggling a little bit. And they have been Zion, Williamson. Haven't heard much about him lately. He's been struggling as of late. And what I will say about Zion, he was a dominant player in the in the NCAA. He was electric, mostly for his his dunks and his ability just to jump 11 feet in the air and block a ball, which is insane hops, if you ask me. No earthly human should ever be able to do that, but here we are. People do it. And I got to go with the road win for the Celtics. I'm going to say 122-1. to 0-2, going to be a 20-point difference. Uh, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown are going to lead the Celtics, and they might make a late playoff push, if you ask me. So it's going to be 122-102 to 102 in favor of the Celtics. And then the next game on at 7 o'clock is the Indiana Pacers traveling down to Dallas. Dallas is 28-21 and 21 right now, where you have a Michigan alum, Two of them on the Dallas squad, Tim Hardaway Jr. and Trey Burke. And on the Pacers, you have Karis LeVert, who is also a Michigan alum. I'm giving the edge to Dallas. You have Luka Doncic, who's one of the more electric players in the league, one of the best electric young players in the league. He is talented, my goodness, coming from Europe. And he's just, ever since he's hit the league, he's been absolutely amazing. I hope Dallas wins a championship sometime soon. I really do. And I hope they can find the right players around Doncic and Porzingis, Tim Hardaway, and Trey Burke. I hope they're all going to be key players. I'm going with Dallas on this one. It's going to be, let's see, 104 to 82. I know that's a little bit, but Pacers have been struggling with Sabonis and Karis LeVert. They have a lot of talent for how they've been playing they're they're around a 500 team at 17 and 32 and i'd like to see them improve a little bit but i i also want to see the mavericks win at a home game they've been dominating at home 15 and 9 at home while the pacers are 5 and 19 away uh but let's let's see if the mavericks pull out this game and then the next game is uh 7.30 p.m. Kings at 76ers. 76ers has, have this win in the bag. Joel Embiid has just been a manhandling machine for the 76ers. I'm not going to say much about this game. 136-1-4 to 
104. 76ers. Joel Embiid is just going to be dominating, dominating in the paint for the 76ers. And yeah, 136-104 for the 76ers. Then another big matchup we have is the Wizards against the Grizzlies. Grizzlies, they have this win. I know Bradley Beal and Cal Kuzma are a very good dynamic duo right now for the Wizards. But John Morant, he's a first-time All-Star. He is electric. He is insane for the Memphis Grizzlies. 33-17, 17-9 at home. And he virtually has the same points per game as Steph Curry, 25.8. He's going to lead the Grizzlies to a dub. And if you ask me, they're going to be a three or four seed coming up in the NBA playoffs. I don't think they'll be a one or two, but definitely three and four. I have to go with Grizzlies 112 to Wizards 108. It's going to be, I think this is going to be a close game, but they're going to win. The Grizzlies are going to win this game. John Morant is going to just build his case for MVP. And I could see him winning MVP this year. I really could. He's been amazing. He's been electric. His slam dunks are absolutely insane. Make the whole crowd just go nuts. And that is on Saturday's slate for the NBA scoreboard. Quickly moving over to Sunday. If my computer screen loads, there we go. We have some big games. I'll only go through a couple. Whereas we have Denver heading to Milwaukee at 7 o'clock on Sunday. Ooh, this is going to be a good matchup. Denver, who has an affiliate here in Grand Rapids, uh, the the Grand Rapids Gold. They've been doing pretty well, actually. And then Milwaukee, Giannis Antetokounmpo against Nikola Djokic. Battle of the Bigs in Milwaukee. I got to give Milwaukee the edge here. Milwaukee, they're defending champs from last year. I think this is going to be at least a 10-point game for Milwaukee. 130 to 120. That's what I'm going to say, even though it's never on the 10s. Never really is. I'm going to say 130 to 120. Milwaukee's winning this game. Giannis is a walking bucket. 28.5 points per game, 11 rebounds, and 5.9 assists. I think he's going to get a triple double tonight. I really do. I hope he does. Milwaukee with the dub. Then the next big game, and the only big game that I like to talk about on this game is 1 o'clock, Los Angeles Lakers in Atlanta against the Hawks. The Lakers have they've been inconsistent. Uh, Russell Westbrook has been inconsistent. LeBron James is ba- basically carrying the team. Uh, Trey Young is carrying the Hawks. Uh, but I think Atlanta has a little bit more talent around him, around uh, Trey Young. I'm going to give the Hawks an edge on this win. Uh, since they are at home, Trey... Trey Young has just been a walking three-point bucket. I'm going to give the edge to the Hawks, even though the Lakers are the Lakers. It's LeBron. You can't you can't easily play against LeBron. And either way, LeBron needs help. AD's back. Uh, Russell Westbrook hasn't been doing that much. Carmelo, Carmelo Anthony has he he's getting older, but he's been he's been doing pretty well. But I'm going to say. 113 to 96 in favor of the Hawks. I would like to see the Lakers succeed a little bit more, but I don't think they're going to. They might be a play in team for the playoffs, but it's a little too early to tell. I know there's a lot of predictions 
coming out right now. Uh, there will be throughout the whole season. Uh, but we'll see. And that is the NBA scorecard for this weekend. Some of the biggest games coming up. And up next is the breaking news right here in a second. Of the breaking news stories that are spreading around the sports world, I like to actually kick things off with the Australian Open. I know I talked about it a little bit, but we have both the men's and women's final, and those are happening 3.30 a.m. on Sunday. I know no one's going to be up to watch this, but we have Rafael Nadal against, um, I may butcher his name, but Medvedev. At 3.30 a.m. on Sunday. Uh, Rafael might, he may make Grand Slam history. Um, I'm excited to see the replays on this match. Uh, the Australian Open's mat, men's final. But we will see what happens. Uh, like Djokovic, Roger Federer, and Nadal have been intertwined for the last 20 years, basically. They each sit with 20 Grand Slam titles. And these three are three defining generational players that you will not see for a long time. And he, when I mean he, I mean Nadal, he could win his 21st men's single in the Grand Slam. He is one win away. This is it. I hope he does. I hope he's he wins this game. We will see when that comes. And with the women's... Uh, I don't have it right in front of me, but it is an American, I believe, playing. It's not Serena Williams. Unfortunately, I don't believe she played in this match. And we will we will see what happens here in a second. It is going to be Ash Barty against Daniel Collins. Ash Barty is from Australia, where Daniel Collins is from the U.S. Uh, it is a one seed versus number 27. And th- this is a very interesting matchup. I never expected Daniel Collins to make it this far, but she's here. She's ready to go. She could win a Grand Slam title for herself, bring one back to the U.S. Or will Ash Barty win it? And this is, again, at 3.30 a.m. on Sunday. I know it's really early, but best of luck to those for tennis people, tennis players rather, excuse me, as they go on and face each other in the finals. And up next, we have Ben Roethlisberger is officially retired after 18 seasons in the NFL with the Pittsburgh Steelers. He is truly going to be a Hall of Fame quarterback. Two Super Bowls, eighth all-time in passing yards and completions. And it says here he is first in passing TDs. I believe that was just for him, which we all know that's not true anymore. He was first for a time, but now he is not anymore. But Ben Roethlisberger, you have had one heck of a career playing all 18 seasons with Pittsburgh and winning two Super Bowls with them. He is truly going to be in the Hall of Fame here, hopefully soon. And thank you again for all your years and all the all the pain and hits that you've taken for Pittsburgh. And we we hate to see you go, but when it's time, it's time. So again, Ben Roethlisberger, thank you for playing when I was growing up. And 
allowing me to hop on that bandwagon for the two Super Bowls that you've won. We're going to miss you and enjoy retirement. The next big thing that I have is out of Michigan, actually. Mike McDonald, who is the defensive coordinator for Michigan, bringing the defense to a big overhaul for Michigan. Uh, He is going back to Baltimore, where he came from. He is actually going to be John Harbaugh's defensive coordinator. He was Jim Harbaugh's defensive coordinator. Now he is John Harbaugh's. And I hate to see him go. I wish we had him for maybe another year, but Baltimore wanted him back. They really did. And I have to say he really brought a great defense to Michigan after we've been lacking some for the past few years. We made it to the college football playoff. Uh, He really showed his expertise. And I really just enjoyed his play style, and I hope – Nothing but the best for him in the NFL once again. And I wish nothing but the best. Again, I'm going to wish he stayed another another, another season or two. And I know there's a lot of stuff going around Jim Harbaugh as well. No one knows anything. Stay tuned. I don't even know anything. But again, Mike McDonald is heading back to Baltimore. And the Green Bay Packers uh, offensive coordinator, Hackett, I can't remember his first name, I believe it's Jim Hackett, he is going off to Denver to be the head coach for Denver. And there's a lot of speculation now that Aaron Rodgers might follow along, given that he has had a past couple seasons down a rocky road with Green Bay, uh, basically holding on, saying, hey, if you don't give me what I want, I'm going to leave or retire. And I know there's there are about forty four million over in their salary cap, which is a lot of money. Uh, they're gonna have to let some people go. One, will one of those be Aaron Rodgers? We'll have to see in the next coming weeks and months. Um, you know that's gonna be a big question in Tampa Bay as well. Is Tom Brady gonna stay or is he gonna go? Uh, but with Dallas's not Dallas with Denver acquiring the offensive coordinator from Green Bay. The big question is, will Aaron Rodgers go or will he stay? And I know those two had a quite the big, they had a good relationship between the two. And it would suck for Green Bay if he goes on and kind of pull a Peyton Manning, say, hey, I'm going to go to Denver, win a Super Bowl. We'll see. We really will. Um, a lot of stuff will come out in the next upcoming weeks. You'll find it here on on this podcast later in the week, but you'll find it on all the major sports networks. And that is all I have on top headlines for this past week. That is all I have for this week. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode. Have a great weekend. Enjoy the football that is coming our way. I hope Matt Stafford wins the NFC championship and goes on to the Super Bowl. Stay tuned for the recap on Tuesday as well as some recaps with basketball and hopefully we'll see some big headlines this past weekend. Uh, Those may be big headlines. You never know. There's always going to be headlines. But again, have a great weekend. Stay safe, everyone, and we'll see you on Tuesday.